I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Derek. <laughs> And I'm Ray. <laughs> I'm Alex Reed. Welcome back to another episode of Mostly Mid. another episode of <laughs> thank you so much for coming mm. I've, I've actually got the nerves today like normally i'm fine you're never nervous i know but yeah. today i'm like holy crap i know i'm looking around oh hi girl <laughs> <laughs> um whew, okay so first show of 2018 yeah and we're here <laughs> Stones Piccadilly. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So someone said, like behind the scenes, I'll let you in the converse. Someone was like, I think like we've got the hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, they might have like a poster of us in Shoreditch soon. One day, one day. And one that's day. how you know we've made it, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like. Yeah, real talk story. But thank you so much for coming. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <sighs> thank you so much for coming. It's yeah. like. You know, you're not sacrificing your Friday night yeah. to come and see us. This is a real emotional show. If I start crying, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Anybody um, got time for that? But, but yeah. yeah, let's introduce ourselves. So I'm uh, Derek. I'm Derek Owusu. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ray. No longer reckless. Just Ray. I mean, you do this every time. Can we just, I know. So basically... Can we just, can we just clarify No, this okay. Thing? So listen, I'm going to need all of you guys to go on Twitter and report the account that has Just Ray, like, <laughs> at Just Ray. Because I'm trying to become just right, and they're really messing with my brand. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, wow. So, because you yeah. t- remember you told me the other day, you were like, just go and change it, and I did. And yeah. some like heifer made it into 2014. What did you? What did you change it to? I haven't. So I would. I want to change it to just Ray. Yeah. I want to be like Raifa, because that's like obviously my name. Mm. But you know these Caucasians don't get it right. I don't know why. <laughs> what did they call you last time? They called you Raffia. Or Raffia, <laughs> Raifa. <laughs> Rifle. Rifle. <laughs> Only you would come up with that. Rifle. Anyway, so who are you? Oh, I'm Alex Reeds, guys. Everybody. Everybody. Um, so, should we get on with the show? Should yeah. We start with yeah. How's the week been? Oh, good. You know, you know, it's been alright. Still, yeah, it's been. Um, it's been alright. Still. Just working and that, you know. Okay. Normal, normal, normal week. Normal week. No, um, nothing exciting. Not really, you know. I feel like you're I hiding something. Because <laughs> <laughs> like you've got this, like you've got this. 
Mm, nah, like no, it's just no. Like, exactly, just no. It's a normal week. Typically on air, yeah, you don't have a story. You're like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was good. It was quiet. Yeah, such such. Come was, on, yeah. I'll tell the people. It was. <laughs> I don't know what it was. So you genuinely did nothing this whole week. Interesting. You know what? I, honestly, I, I literally go to work. I come home. Um, I, 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 I tried to. I tried to sneak in a few things uh, I can do. Like I watched the Good Place. I watched Cobbler's Good Place. You haven't finished. And then um, I have. Then I watched the Good Place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so can I talk about it? Yeah. 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 You know, you know when my man came to do that evil laugh that he did, Ted Danson, when they was like, so this is the bad place. Yeah. It's funny. I thought that was the, that's probably the best twist I've ever seen in a, in a show before. Um, so you so, finished it all, right? Wait, are you not, season two yet? No, there's one episode left on season two. What happened? So they, they've literally gone to see someone, and I don't know. There's some madness happened in the world. <laughs> sorry if if any of you guys haven't seen season one. Sorry, it's called the good place, but they're really in the bad place. I just, so you actually just. It came out two. It came out two years ago, but I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going on with with season two. But um. So you know what happens at season two? Huh? Yeah, I know. I know what happens at season two. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course. But yeah. Any uh, other than that, I'm not really. I don't really do anything. Yeah, I get yeah. home, try sneak sneak a couple things in or whatnot. You know, when you're working, it's kind of like. You, you try your hardest to stretch as much as you can, squeeze as much as you can into the hours that you've got before you go, go to bed. So you get, it, gets, it, gets, it, gets, it gets to like 11 o'clock and you're like, I can manage with seven hours. Then it gets to 12, you're like, oh, I can, six hours is all right. I can do yeah, six hours. Yeah. And it, it just keeps going until yeah. you get like four hours sleep. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that's it really. Yeah. What about you? What about no, you um, to, oh, this week was tough, you know, because mm. I, I was working really, really late. So... I'm running on like three hours of sleep. Super um, woman, man, boy. Right? Yeah, like this week was really, really tough. I, don't know how you do I was it. like, oh, I'm gonna read so much because like <coughs> we might have amazing guests uh, for Monday's episode uh, <laughs> that we're recording tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to fit all the books in. Yeah. And I just ended up like going to Waterstones and trying to find a dress for today. Do you know, what, do you know what help you with that <laughs> when you're trying to read loads of books at the same time? Uh, go ahead, tell me. Audio books, that's a quick plug for you guys. Get some audio books. It will help you because you can consume a book in one day easily. And you can know you can do everything you need to do and stuff, wash your hijab and then be still be listening to <laughs> still, still be listening to audio books at the same time, do you know what I mean? It's, wow. it's like you, <laughs> you could do you could do so, so much. First of all, <laughs> Shit, Derek. Okay. discuss this. Sorry, up here. I'm... Thank you. Quiet. And I don't hand wash my hijabs, actually. Right. <laughs> Get them dry cleaned like a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this week was quite tough. Um, I managed to get in the chapters of this week's uh, what we're going to talk about today. Mm. Red. Um, apart from that. Nothing's happening, like my MCM is still not texting me back. Oh, so is that just sourceless or what happened? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Like, Did you just call I'm asking, me? I'm asking, is it sourcelessness? As in, do I, like, am I... However you want to interpret. Did you... <laughs> I gave you a compliment and told you that your skin looks really nice today. But you know what, I'm going to take that back. No, no, let's keep that, let's keep that, let's keep that, let's keep that. <laughs> Guys, what are you reading? No, how was your damn week? Yeah, how was your week? <laughs> oh, my week was fine, you know. Yeah. 
Is you that might, it? You must yeah, write yeah. in. Oh, yeah. oh no, yeah, I was doing. Um, yeah, so I've been writing some stuff. So hopefully I'm going to get some stuff put out. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I'll be sharing that with you guys once it happens. Yeah. Um, I'm really slow on the writing stuff lately. Is that, is that your own thing or is that for work? Uh, both, really. Okay. Both, really. Oh, it's interviews. so cute that you guys are both in the creative sector. Whoa. <laughs> what? No, it's just real cute. What's that? Oh, okay, cool. No, but yeah, man, it was good. No shit. <laughs> it, it, it was a good week. It was a good yeah, week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing, like, literally. So what, you, let's start with you. What are you reading? At so, moment? as you know, each week I don't really be reading like these guys. Um, so I feel like we need another host on the show because nah, I'm tired listen, of that. Listen, no, okay, so I'm reading Children of Blood and Bone still. Yeah, so I'm slowly, yeah, guys reading. What, so you, you were reading Blood and Bone? Yeah. How? Like, I thought it came yet. out today. It came out yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Yeah, oh. so like, I'm like 300 pages in. Mm. So you had I'm, to say that, right? Because you ain't finished it. Nah, I ain't finished it. <laughs> but like, I almost missed our stop today because yeah. I was so caught up in what was happening. Um, I didn't want it to end. Yeah. And then, like, I even left my umbrella on the train because I was so caught up in this thing. Wow. Yeah. And it's raining and stress. But that's what I'm reading. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about you? What are you reading? What this are you week? reading? Yeah. Um, so I've dipped. You finished dipped in the last. Book. Yeah, so I've dipped in British. Yeah, yeah. And I finished the last couple of chapters of uh, Ayobami's Stay With Me. Mm. Have you finished that? Huh? Uh, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still reading. I'm still reading. Okay. It. Yeah. Um, and then. I did When They Call You a Terrorist by Patrice. Calm Colors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. How are they? Were they? <laughs> I, liked, I liked them. Yeah. Ayobami's book is hella stressful. I don't know if you guys have read it. I'm telling you, it's so much stressful. As in. <laughs> it's so stressful. It's absolutely crazy. I said when, it's like a Nollywood film. The thing, Grace said it was like a Nollywood movie. I was like, ah, oh, she's exaggerating. But it's no, actually like a Nollywood me. movie. Like, when something happened, the first book, like, I literally opened it and I read a few chapters and something happened and I said, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it down. Yeah, yeah. I was I like, it is well. Yeah. I was like, no. Absolutely. No, I'm excited to read it. Yes. The thing is, the first couple of things that happen, you're kind of like, okay, that's Isn't a... Isn't the man such a like, waste, man? Wait, you're like, it's a bit mad, but then you get to, you get to one, book, one bit in the book and you're just like, Nah, this is nah. too much. <laughs> nah, see what? And the problem is, because they're talking about Nigeria men, it's believable. Oh. You get me? They're just like, oh, ah. You're like, oh, okay. No one yet. I actually agree with you on that one. Honestly, I agree. And the thing is, and then you know what? I was like reading it and I was like, hmm, I too have felt this pain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Do you know what sorry to me? Which was like, the guy's name is Dotton. I was like, yep. <laughs> Absolutely, I believe it, bro. So, is it Yoruba? Or is, it Igbo, or is it just like just across the Igbo men are lovely, they're just you know stingy. What? I think I I think she I think she's Igbo. I think she's Igbo, I'm not sure. Nancy, is she Igbo? She's she's Yoruba, she's Yoruba. okay. She's is her, her man's Yoruba as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's um Igbo, um Yoruba, so yeah, sorry, but that, that book is yeah, stressful. Yeah, that book is stressful. That's, how, that's, how, how many books are you reading there? Well, that, I'm actually just reading that book and I'm listening to an audiobook, so I am kind of reading it at the same time. Um it's really good. It's a book called Tomorrow. It's like about um, a dog that travels through time. Wait, if listen, it sounds like this here. It sounds mad, yeah, but it's actually lit. Like the dog is traveling through time looking for his owner. 
But I'm telling you, it's crazy. The book's, the book's nuts. So is it told from the dog's perspective? Yeah. It's actually crazy. It's called Tomorrow. I'm not joking. Yeah, like, the dog has thoughts and shit. Yeah, the dog can talk and... Yeah. Dogs do have thoughts, you know. Like, yeah. the dog can actually, like, communicate. It's like, wow, that's that golden retriever. <laughs> like, seriously, like, it's, it's called Tomorrow. What, don't you it's think, really like, good. animals don't have consciousness? I know, I sometimes look at them and I'm thinking, what are you plotting? Especially, like, especially cats. I love yeah. cats. Cats, I like... Dogs, that's dogs, why dogs, I'm there's, like a video, there's a video. And someone tweeted like, oh, "These yeah. cats are so evil," like, and the cats are like boxing up these dogs. <laughs> in the corner, like, oh, I saw that! Them. I saw that. And the thing is, they probably hide for a minute and then they come and do yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Cat shaming. Not cat shaming. Like, I love cats. Cats are wonderful. Have you got a cat ring? No, but have I you ever one. had a cat? Actually, in Zanzibar, yes, in Zanzibar, yeah. we have quite a few. Yeah. Like, once you feed them, they're yours. No. Like, they just kept coming back. We had a cat in Jamaica. So if any, I think it got eaten. any one of my MCMs. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. What are you saying? We had a cat in Jamaica. Yeah. Like I came back like after. I was like, oh, so where's the cat? Who and ate then, it? My grand, my granddad's wife was like, um, Alex. <laughs> bruv, I'm telling you, my dad told me the same thing about Ghana. He said they never have cats. They never have cats. Because if the cats get too fat, they, someone kills them and eats them. <laughs> no, the, uh, I was thinking. Well, the dog. happy Ghanaian Independence Week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking um, the dog. I was no, thinking but, the dog. But also, let's not forget they do that in this. You know, there's a South London cat killer. That's at large. Yes. At large. Yeah, the South London cat killer. South London for a reason. Is that still happening? Huh? No, it's still happening. Damn, I'm just saying. They haven't caught the dog. They have. No, the cat killer. Wait, the cat ripper. Do you think I'm joking? I'm actually not joking. I remember that story being around, but it kind of died down, so it's kind of. Alex, he's still at large. Is he? Yeah. He's still alive, I'm not joking. He's still about, bro. He's still about. I really want a cat, so if any of my MCMs are in the room, I'd like a cat. For our, um, like, we know when you propose, so once you've given me my nice 2.5 carat Harry Winston diamond ring, I, I want you to be like, oh, by the way, this is Cat, and the cat's name is Cat, mm. and if you know the reference to that, then this, I'm not even going to tell so you where it's from. Why would you? But, I know, right? You're a girl. What's, um, what's it from? Oh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh... <laughs> All right, guys. So, let's get cracking. What are we doing today? Um, yeah, so we're reading. We've been reading this. British. Um, Afia Hirsch? Afia. Afia what? Afia. 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 Afia Hirsch. Yeah, yeah so we're reading so British. So you're not the um, Ghanaian expert. I'm the Ghanaian. I can speak Tree properly, fam. Fluently. Can you? Yeah. No, no, I'm joking. Of course not. <laughs> no, no, I, wish, I wish I could, so but I can't. I can't, I can't. But yeah, a so, whole article on that note. Oh yeah, you did, didn't you? <laughs> I did. But it's not easy to speak. It's not even easy. She even says in the book that she can't pronounce her own name. She can't pronounce her name properly. Is that because she was never taught? Well, as well, but yeah, wow, because that her, is she has an English kind tongue. of stress. It's not, it's not easy, but she can't pronounce it. She's tried, and she even goes, she writes about it perfectly and explains how to pronounce it. But she says she can't pronounce her own name. Mm. You know. That's sad. Yeah, it's so, sad. But, you know. Does somebody want to run through what British is about? Um, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll so, I mean, it's just literally about. It's very interesting because she starts off. It starts off very autobiographical, um, and then she goes into other things. And you know, she interviews people. She talks to other people because obviously she's a journalist by trade, and that comes across in the writing. But it's very, very well written. I mean, that's very one well. thing that I liked. Like, even when I was reading, I was just like, wow. Okay. She, so if she wanted to write a novel, she could absolutely. But write do you think a novel. that will reflect it though? As in, do you think somebody who writes nonfiction can? Come with the same flair in. Oh, absolutely! But yeah. I think she does. She pulls it off. She definitely pulls it off. Um, absolutely. I think one of the things at the beginning, what she was writing about, I don't know how many people have read um, British here. Has anyone read it? Hands. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, a couple of people. Well, at the beginning, just to give a little, at the beginning, you know, she's describing um, one guy from ENDS. I believe his name is David. Is David? Yeah. Oh, he's from David. Tottenham. Yeah, he's from Tottenham. He's Ghanaian. He's dark-skinned. You know, he's tall like me. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, and his favourite book is The Great Gatsby. So I was like, wow. So I was like, I was like so obviously, your food's been following me around. You get me? She's probably in a book, but it's... But you're proud to be a caricature, can you? I, I was proud. I was proud. But she really... Catch, she actually said tall. No, I just actually. <laughs> but she really she captures she captures a lot in that book at the beginning as well about her own life and the things that she struggles with. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like with you know there's been a lot of books on the black experience and, yeah, and, and yeah, race yeah. and of course like you know Rene Edo Lodge's book and whatnot. But I think British really captures um, something that's happening at the moment. Like Rene Edo Lodge articulates something that we were failing to articulate. You know, with microaggressions and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. But um, Afua Hirsch's book kind of puts things into perspective and makes mm -hmm. you think to yourself, okay, well, I can actually claim something in this country, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing book. Amazing, yeah. yeah. So, you, so you mentioned the way it was written. What did you think about the stuff that we read, Ray? So we focused on two chapters, uh, one called Class and another called The New Black. Yeah, The New Black, yeah. And. I thought the writing was amazing. You can clearly tell that she's had a fair share of time in the law because it's so clear. Um, mm. Which I'm you know like, this news journalism as well. Does it do that? Yeah. I don't know a few journalists, yeah. but um, oh, actually, yeah, of course, I read articles. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought the the writing was exceptional. The only I disagree with Derek in that she can, if she wanted what to a write surprise. a. <laughs> I disagree with Derek in that um, the one you said that she could probably transfer that skill to fiction. Yeah. Um, I think it's a fiction that I won't like because there are like there's quite a lot of fiction that's very okay. So, but you like Dan, you like Dan Brown. Well, like Dan What's Brown it? isn't clinical. I felt like if if her writing was to be transferred to something that is um, of like prose and fiction, yeah, it would not. Well, I, like, I don't like my prose to be that way. Do you know what I mean? I just As don't like it. No, but so, I'm talking about when she's so describing something. Let's yeah, say when she's describing Wimbledon. Yeah, but when she's describing Ghana. So you're talking about her, sto her storytelling? Yeah, I'm talking about... Yeah, yeah, she, she can storytell, story but in terms of there's a difference. Because, like, storytelling, okay, she yeah. can carry a story. Mm. But with regards to writing, I think her writing lacks a little bit of spice. So I feel like she writes a lot like James Baldwin because I feel like Baldwin's writing has this clarity in it. It's almost like, I think I've mentioned it before, like you're looking at yeah, a portrait. He's, just, he's who came to mind when I thought about, you know, the yeah. fiction and then the fiction. Yeah. So she could do it, but then... So you're trying to say that Baldwin's writing like spice? Why are you spice? coming with such vim? No, because... Like, no, 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 because you talk about James Baldwin. Think, uh, yeah, so I don't think um, Baldwin has spice in his writing. Really? <laughs> No, obviously he has a lot of passion and it comes out very... Put the forward. Anyways, yeah, um, I, I feel like he has a lot of passion yeah. and like you can see that, yeah. but the writing style is like his passion is very rational. He can really show you his passion. Some writing you can tell it's crazy because the person's just, oh, just really wants to get it out there. Yeah. But... Afua's, sorry, Afua's writing is like, you know what, there's something that's really hurting me or something that I really want to say, but you know what, I'm going to be calculated. Well, you think, so you think James Baldwin is calculated when he writes? Yes, I, like you're repeating the same question and I'm answering you. you. 
Wow, Alex, can you? Well, you don't like it. Wait, so I'm saying that think... it's a different style, but I'm James, that, the James Baldwin me. has passion in his writing. Yeah, Are you sure you're talking about his writing or the interviews that you've watched him? No, I'm talking about his writing. To say that he's not capable of writing, he yes. thinks through what he he's written. He thinks through, that, that, and he's very like. Oh, I disagree. James Baldwin is not some whirlwind of a man. It feels like he's just emotion splashed. Shut up, no. Do you know what? I think like that's more so like. I don't know. Wait, what have you read from Baldwin? You've read Giovanni's, Giovanni's room, room, which was calculated because he was writing a, writing a white character. Yes, when, but I feel like so I've read that. one, I've read all. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. I can't even I tried Go Tell It on the Mountain. I can't even I tried like two chapters of that and yeah. it was the same type of writing as it's just, there is there's something in it that's very like. You're moving mad. You're, <laughs> you're actually moving mad. All I'm saying James is, Baldwin. that is my ah. opinion, take it, leave it, that's your right, I mean, fair enough, fair, fair enough. Alright, so in the book, though, we have, um... <laughs> we have... <laughs> you know, we can get caught up on that forever. Mm. But, like, we read, the, we read a chapter called The New Black. Yeah. And, you know, there are certain, there are certain topics that we came through, or came to within it. Yeah. And, like, you know, there was the question of assimilation, there were so many questions about... Home. Um, home and what that means. But, I mean, what do you think about what she writes about assimilation? And how that kind of like you know when you become oh yeah so there's like a quote there's a quote in it obviously I don't know if you guys know much about Afua but she's like she has a German Jewish Jewish dad a German Jewish dad no her dad I think her dad's mixed Jewish Mm -hmm. I think well they came from Germany grandparents yeah yeah and so her father was called Hans and um, when he came here he changed his name to John so there's Mm. a quote in it that says something like when Hans became John and John became Peter. Yeah. Mm. Um, and we, well, we all looked at that in a sort of <coughs> to become. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's International Women's Week, you know, and you're just like interrupting me. What? So I must, I must uh, die with a blood in my chest. <laughs> you've probably started a rubbish already. Wow, okay. Do you see? Do you see what I'm doing? <laughs> Go Anyways, on, yeah. so yeah, so it, it was such an evil person. <laughs> so it's all about the idea of assimilation and how to become British, you have to assimilate to the values and the cultures and the different ways of living of Britain. And mm. obviously I came to this country, you guys were born here, but when did you feel like you needed to assimilate? Can I ask you something? No, is it going to be personal? No, 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 can I ask Chris? I mean, <laughs> I mean you know, how left are you going to go? Quick, quick. You know what? Let this, is a, this is a question I need to ask. No, no, no. Left, if I have to fight, I have to fight, innit? No, no. You know, you know, you know, you basically calling yourself Ray. Do you feel like that's assimilation because you oh, know... Oh, 110%. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was Because, like, yeah, yeah. I'm tired of people getting my name wrong. And I know it's horrible. And every time someone calls me Ray, I'm just like... Mm. Mm. All right, cool. Because my name is beautiful. Mm. So we shouldn't call you Ray? Do what you want. I mean, so you don't mind if people call you Raifa? Call I love it when people call me Raifa. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, fine. <laughs> a lot of the times I'm like, yes, mum. But <laughs> yeah, okay. So like the full, the full name is like being told off kind of thing. That's me anyway. Yeah. yeah. Alex- I love your name. You're Alexander. So fine. Oh, well. <laughs> well, like when, when you're being told. Alexander, me, that's a beautiful name. Why don't you take it on? Because you know how many. I, I only put it like. Professionally, you know, and also when I'm being told off, I hear yes, it. I'm like, do you know how many? Like, there are so many Alexes, but then there's Alexander. So you know? There's so many Alexanders as well. No, there isn't. Ray, you do realize that they're called Alexander as well. <laughs> no, I do, I do, but it's like, it's like, you know, you're in the 
group chat with your girls and you're yeah. like, so, guys, I'm talking to Alex, but uh, yeah, like, so, okay, cool, so me too, I'm talking to Alex, what now? Do you know what I mean? But like, oh, guys, I'm talking to Alexander. <laughs> then it's like those two eyes face, like, mm. <laughs> it's like, so did you hear that? The three again. Alex, do you, do you, is, is, are, are there like, are there like traditional Jamaican names? Traditional Jamaican names? Yeah, yeah. Winston. <laughs> Apart, 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 apart from Winston and like Desmond, Neville. Delroy, I hear Delroy. Uh, Shana K, probably Bianca. Yeah. Candice. Uh, Candice. Wait, yeah, I know like three. But are there, are there are there any Jamaican names no, that no, people no, no, will no, no. change to assimilate into? No, 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 no. I feel like all of those names, um, they're either going to be really old, old like English names. Yeah. Like Condita. Or Mortimer, or do you have uh, Araminters? Everton, huh? Do you have Araminters? So there's like I obviously I'm around a load of Caucasians, and there's a girl. Her name is called I didn't know her name. Is, we call her Minty. She's like yeah, my name is Minty, and I was like what? Like somebody actually woke you up and called you Minty? <laughs> but <laughs> her full name is Araminta, and I'm Araminta. like that is a beautiful name. But then again, most of Jamaicans you don't even know what their real name is. <laughs> I have a cousin, I've been calling him Andy for like most of his life, and I swear his name's not Andy. Like, <laughs> when I found that out, I was like, in that assimilation, in that way, I guess. Yeah. Are, are there no, are there no, sorry, I'm really, are there no like Arawak names no, that you give that, to that, Jamaica? That kind of got, that got beaten out oh, of really? the Caribbean, mm-hmm. I like, a long time ago. I mean, the only Arawak communities that you have are in Dominica, uh, Martinique, yeah. probably some in Guyana. Suriname, yeah, in those places, but, but like no... it got beaten out. I mean, some of the names still remain with like the areas and the areas yeah, of certain of islands as well. Yeah, yeah. I like going back and finding the actual Arawak names of the islands because they. You that... should probably explain what Arawak is because some people oh. might not know it. So Arawak is the. Okay, I don't want to. Yeah, Arawak's the ethnicity that was there before Columbus came. So there were Arawaks and then there were Caribs, and they in they were indigenous people of the, the West Indies. When did the Maroons come then? The Maroons came in when they all came from, from, they either came from Sierra Leone or they went back to Sierra Leone, but they, but they were the people that rebelled against slavery and yeah. oh. went to the mountains. So Nani, um, Nani they, they, came from, they came from Ghana actually. So Nana, Nani, her brother, Akompong, and she had another one. I forgot what the third Akompong. one was. Yeah, Akompong. Yeah, Akompong. Yeah, that's why there's three mountain ranges in Jamaica. Oh, okay. Nani, Akompong, and another one. That's I forgot, so cool. what, I forgot okay. what the third one is. Yeah. But that's how they used to communicate in the mountains with like, yeah. um, a horn. So yeah. you know when, um, Wakabi, Mm. When, he, when he, in Black Panther, when he came out with the horn, I was like, oh my god! You know when he came out with the horn to call the rhino? Um, yeah, he called the rhino with... Oh, I was like, oh, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. Nanny used to communicate with the Maroons to make, to, to, for them to kind of like... Comfort. Prepare against the British. Do you think? Now, do you think? He, do you think my man did that on purpose? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Everyone's trying to find meaning in that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, like, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's um, yeah. That's what the Maroons were. And then people, they used to, the they used to go down to slave plantations, burn it down, and then let yeah. people come. All right, back to the original question. But, assimilation. Yes, back, let's back to British. Assimilation. Yeah. Have you two so felt, to feel like like you yeah, to feel like assimilating, I, part of the experience, because obviously when you're born in Britain, it's a different experience that you had to the people that, uh, your family that came mm-hmm. over. So obviously you're born in it. I mean, there's certain things that you don't bring from home um, to the playground, because you, obviously you will get, you feel like you will get teased and yeah. you just kind of don't bring it. So there's what that level. Did, what school did you go to? Where did you go to school? I went to school in Northwest. Where? What area? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, Does that matter? 
Yeah, yeah, no, it does because you said you can't bring it from your home to the I playground. I mean, I was in the I was in the playground calling a flannel a rag. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> and that's kind of like just something, and then they're like rag. But What's people, rag? But people rag? must. But there must have been a lot of like Caribbean Jamaicans in your school that would be like, oh, that's normal. No. How old no. are you? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> there was no like you were what you were actually a minority. Yeah, I mean like. There were black people, and then there were a few West Indians, there yeah. were a few Africans. I, I can't remember in primary school. Yeah. But then, like, secondary school, um, there were... I wasn't even aware of this until, like, year 9, 10. And then mm. like, when, we all started bringing, when we all brought our flags into school. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, what flag is that? <laughs> everybody, everybody knows Jamaica. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah. they know Trinidad to a point. Mm. And then um, I was like, what is that? Is that Zambia? Where is Okay, that? that's rude. No, but I didn't know. I didn't know that. That was year nine. And then obviously they were similar because we were doing like um, West Indies versus Africa. And then certain people <laughs> and then certain people were Wait, just was like it, was this was this primary school? No, or secondary school. It was, oh, year, nine, right. it was year nine. So okay, we were kinda yeah. like everyone was trying to find themselves and trying to like show yeah, what yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, of course, yeah. But yeah, assimilation, I don't know. I mean so there, there, were, there were there were certain parts, certain things that you just hid and certain things that you brought out later when you felt accepted kind of thing. Yeah. That's really interesting because it when I, obviously I'm older than you, like, get me, so I was, <laughs> when, when, when I was going to school, it's so weird, because, <laughs> back in my day, back, back in the, when I was in school, when I was doing my own no, levels, no, did you do <laughs> but obviously when, when I was in primary school, it's weird, because I went to like, um, I went to a primary school in Broodwater Farm, which is like, there's so many Ghanaians there, but, we were all still scared to be Ghanaian. Wow. So we were, we were pretending like someone would ask you, like, oh, where are you from? And one guy would put on an American accent, like, yo, I'm from California, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, there was one guy like, who did that in my year. We will all just pretend that we're... Like, I used to yes. say that I'm from, um, from Jamaica. Yeah, you like, said oh, you had another name. Huh? Is this when you gave yourself another name? Was it no, 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 in primary school, no, no. Oh. My, my mom helped me. She called me Derek, so I didn't have to bother with all of that. Kind wow. Of <laughs> like, so it, it's, it's strange that you say, because obviously, when I was younger, like being Jamaican Caribbean, that was that was the thing. Everybody wanted to be that. Yeah. So and really? everyone went, I, everyone was ashamed yes. to be. I mean, I, I've seen I've seen the timeline discussions. I've seen it. All. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but, but I, never, I, I never I never saw it. Yeah, well, but it's, it's real, man. Even even Skepta comes and says that you know back in the day we used to pretend was Caribbean. We were ashamed to be African, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's weird that you you're now saying. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Kind of like it. The shift is there because now. You know, you you're ashamed to be Car not ashamed, but you. Listen, we do not. Shut your mouth! I am proud. No, 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 no shame, no shame. Like but it's kind of like you're kind of like, oh, can I say I'm? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 like, yeah. I know that I can. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. I can. I we don't want another diaspora war here. Oh, we're not gonna have a no, diaspora. no, no, no diaspora. But it's just, it's just, it's really interesting yeah. that you know that you know the times have changed. Obviously, depending on what. I mean, um, which nation I, mean, is when the, I mean, when the times change and it becomes something like, oh, we've got this over on you, that's when it becomes a problem. But when yeah. it's like a, when it's like a, a mutual kind of acceptance that, yeah. you know, I mean, the, the West Indies, they know they come from West Africa, well, most come from West Africa. They know that, yeah. you know what I mean? And they're trying to bridge those gaps between the, the two continents. Were people trying to force that down your throat when you were growing up? What? West trying Africa? to say, oh, you're African. You're not Jamaican, you're... you're, you're um, you, you have those uncles that are like, <laughs> that are Rasta and they're yeah. just like, yeah, you know, you come from Africa. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. really know many Nigerians. I didn't know many Ghanaians. I didn't even, like, when, I was, like, what, when I was 12, you know what I mean? I didn't really know. So you're thing. not going to mention any other country in Africa except for Ghana and Nigeria? <laughs> Mate, tell me I'm where. tired of both of your shit. Tell me where. <laughs> what, was it like for you? what was it like for you, Ray? Do you feel like you had to... I, I had to assimilate in 
every pretty way. Ricky, pretty and there Ricky. was wow. Pretty Ricky, and there pretty was, I still have like the issues, assimilation issues, because I did I wasn't born here, so I came here when I was like five, six years old. Didn't speak any English. Mm. Like I remember my first time tasting custard and it was the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I remember so in, in Kiswahili, which is the language that I speak, why are you laughing? Custard. I'm laughing. I'm, laughing. I'm laughing at the custard thing. I'm sorry. Oh, it was nasty. You know, but you know, I just find it hilarious. Just a Ray who can't speak English. I don't know why I find it so funny. It's just funny. Sorry. You command it so well. Exactly. Yeah, because I watched. So in my all I used to watch was very terrible, con, you know, confession. I used to watch BBC News mm. all the time, and my uncle would put that on all the time, and so. For a long time, oh, I was just watching. I didn't watch any like child lots. Of, I was just watching Al Jazeera. I was watching RT, like yeah. Al Jazeera English, like Russian television, the news channel, yeah. BBC News. So yeah, and I didn't. So you were an informed child. I knew about the whole world. <laughs> I, I knew about the Pal- Israel and Palestine conflict. I was all over that shit. I was. I knew about everything. So this but, is how you learn to speak English through yeah, BBC like News. Yeah, like BBC News. Because I, I was when I went to school, I would say something like, "Oh, I want to eat the drink." Because and then people were like, oh, like you. So you say off the light. Yeah. Off the light. Or like. Or like <laughs> it makes sense. I never thought someone said that to me in science, yeah. and I was like, yeah. How do you off a light? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're rude. You are missing part of the phrase. <laughs> but the way. <laughs> she was, but she was part. Yeah. Of, like, she grew up this. So I was thinking, I don't understand what yeah, you're talking. Yeah. But like the funny thing is, I still get this confused sometimes, and I have to every time I say it, I have to talk really slowly because there isn't he, she. In Swahili, there's only they or you. Mm. And so when I'm, I always get confused and I just have to sit there and I'm like, ah, her, or like, he. And every time I talk, I always have to just, I'll This just is a like, revelation, you know. Because sometimes, yeah. have you ever seen it when Ray has that raven moment? And she's like. <laughs> <laughs> this is so okay. much. Okay, I just like, said that, and I was like, yeah. And then you, like, I remember sometimes you look at me like, and I'm like, so, they, and it's only because I'm trying to get the pronouns right I in my think, head. I think it's the same in tree, because my uncle gets he and she mixed up all the time. Okay. He's always like, oh, I, I told I mean, her, I told her. He's talking to a that, guy. That's, like, that's just, like, I think that's any diaspora. Because huh? Jamaican, any, everybody's a him. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just patriarchy. No, 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 no. laziness. That's, that's patriarchy. It's laziness. Everybody's a him. No, I don't think it's laziness, man. It's, it's, I think it's, they're it's, trying to translate something that's yeah. not translatable. I'm like, but it's a... I've done a, I've done a lot of assimilating. Like I used to okay. wear my hijab in a different way so I can fit in. I used to like, back in the day, I was like a really terrible line little scrounger and I would just like get my abaya and pull it in my bag before so I can look like the rest of the black girls at school. Yeah, oh, it was I, bad, you know, growing up was, was tough. A, there was a whole phase of that. There was a lot of the Muslim girls. Yeah, like before I they, just put it in my bag and like, oh, just, nice skirt. I'm like, oh, they were just off in the hijab and they were Okay, I never off my up. hijab. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. That was that was funny, but okay. my hijab else. <laughs> wow, anyway, yeah. Just move, 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 <laughs> moving on to the next area. I mean, obviously assimilation. Assimilation. Oh, we have like home. home. Like there was loads of topics in here with regard to feeling the aspect of feeling home and where do you feel most at home? Yeah, where yeah. are you stuck? So Derek. Yeah, so I was obviously I was talking to um, a good friend of mine, and what she said was that you know obviously. She's, she was born in, in Britain, and then she, but she's Nigerian. Mm-hmm. But she's never felt home until she went to Cuba. And she was in Cuba, and mm-hmm. then she was like, wow, I feel like I'm home. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And obviously she's never been there. This is, was it, is she just romanticizing home though? Like, oh, I, don't, I don't think so, because I, I, I kind of, I understand it, because obviously I'm born here, I don't feel like this is home. I romanticize Ghana. Have you been to Ghana? I've been to Ghana, I didn't feel home either. 
Okay. Do you know what I mean? So there might be somewhere else that I go where I just feel like so I, I, I connect more. Why are you laughing, bro? I keep bro? thinking about Okoye, which is like, we are home. And it's like, you have the like, kids riding on the horse. Just like, sick. Sorry, in my head, I just... Yeah. That might be, that might be it is your time. Yeah, it is your time. It is but your this time. Is what, this is what Fu is basically saying, you know, she, she admits that she romanticised Africa as well, mm. to the point where, you know, she went to, uh, I can't remember, I think it was Sierra Leone she went to, the, she went to somewhere else before Ghana, and thought, okay, if I get back to Africa, then I'll feel at home, because she didn't feel like she was British, do you know what I mean? Mm. So obviously she was mixed and, you know, um, and then she went mm. to Ghana as well. Again, you don't feel like, I mean, I've seen this, I've said this so many times, you know, how, when I'm here, I say, oh, I'm Ghanaian. You go to Ghana, I say, oh, they'll say, where are you from? I say, I'm from Ghana. They'll look at me and say, you're not from, you're not from here, bro. You get me? And they call you, they call you a brony or Mzungu. Exactly. So it's like, where, where do we fit in? And I feel like that conflict is one of the reasons why a lot of people, myself included, just reject this black British thing because it's like... You think so? Yeah, well, me, per me personally, I reject it because I'm just like, well, I don't feel at home here. You can say that, oh, you're black British, but... If I don't feel home, I'm not really going to claim that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I think Afua's, her displacement issues are very different to, I would say, someone that is black on both sides. Mm. Because I felt like the whole, like, she has this thing where, you know, she hasn't been to Ghana and there's this romantic aspect of going back home. But I haven't, obviously, I've only read those chapters. And you could possibly, I don't know if you've read, like, I have, the first. yeah. yeah. So... Did she ever say, I can't wait to go back to Germany? You know, yeah, but, but like, I think, oh I think my God. Like, do you know what I mean? So I, I feel like there's this rejection of that, you know, it's that Southern one drop rule that I have not a problem really, with. because she's a quarter Jewish. Her, 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 her dad is half Jewish. Her granddad is Jewish. And then and the, she, her dad she, is half what? And her else? mom, her mom is obviously, and the, the, the thing is her dad. Listen, look, listen, the dad side, is she white? Huh? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yes. And the mum's side... She's black. All right, so that's but, what I'm But saying. the difference is you're obviously going to have more of an affinity with the, the, the side that's struggling to come to the surface. Of course... Oh, of no, course I don't even are. think it's... No, I think it's more so the outside structures that tell you, I'm sorry, you have one bit of this, therefore you can't even claim to be white. Do you but know what I mean? That, but but it's not, it's not what we're, saying... What, what we're doing... No, what we're doing here, we're conflating, we're conflating being British with being American. In the UK, there's no one drop rule, bro. Okay, so what is there then? There, there is nothing like that. So you're visibility. saying that mixed race people are mixed race in the UK and not black? Yeah, when, if, if someone in the UK says, I'm mixed, mixed race, race, no one argues with them. If you're in the America and you say, I'm mixed race, they're like, no, you're black. By the way, no, I'm but conscious I don't... that we are not mixed race people. No, of course. <laughs> on the stage. No, but, I, 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 but, I, I, I just put it out there. I am conscious but, but, of this. But, but, what? I don't know about these Well, actually. I am conscious. Yeah, but what, what I'm saying. <laughs> but, I'm mixed race. But wait, wait, Ray, 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 honestly, let me. I'm, I'm sure if I did the DNA test, I'll be. But Ray, let me, let me, honestly, let me, let me land, let me land. You can continue, land. but I already disagree. But what, 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 what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> I personally feel like in the UK, there's a lot of people who are mixed race who will just be like, I'm mixed race. And, and you they, don't think that they don't have. My issue is, I, ha I've, I have, I've seen mixed race people and I know mixed race people and I'm so sorry, like, I can't obviously claim to speak for you. Yeah. But what I have to do, you know, they have to do everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so, but, uh, all the not alls, okay. But, <sighs> I don't know if I can say it because I don't know if I'm going to be problematic. So, where is home? <laughs> where is home? 
What? What is home to you then? What's home to me? Did you answer what home to you? Hold on to your thought. I don't, I, I'm going to let you marinate on it. But wait, Ray, Ray do, you, like, do, do you feel like the UK is home or do you feel like um, Zanzibar's home? Um, There's two places that you've been. Cool. Ooh, that's a deep question. I don't feel like uh, the UK is home, but because I'm so busy, I hardly notice it. But when I go back, like I'll go back to Zanzibar and then there's this like calmness. In the first couple of days, there's like, oh shit, I have to get used to things being a bit slower. Mm. Um, and then obviously like my Swahili is good, but then when I go there, I realize how bad it is. Mm. And then a few weeks in, and then it will all of a sudden just get back again, like nothing has happened. Yeah. So it takes a long time for, to find my step. But when I'm there, I feel like home. So do, do you, feel like, do feel, like do you feel like the language connects you with... Absolutely. And in, Zan yeah. well, in East Africa, I can speak for Tanzania, I think, if you don't know the language, you can know the history of like Tanzania. You can know the history of like years going years back. If you don't speak the language, Listen, I wrote an essay about this, quick plug, yeah? I wrote an essay about language, yeah? And it, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah, if like, you, it is, it's, like, it's like a key that really connects you with the yeah. people and the, where you mm. come from, the history, everything, if you cannot speak the language. And I remember getting, like, uh, Twitter going crazy at me because I told, <clears throat> I told um, people that, well, I said, like, you know, your parents should have taught you your, your mother tongue. And I, as much as... Obviously, people started going, yeah, but what if I had a speech impediment? I said, okay, bitch, I can <laughs> Like, I get it, do you know what I mean? Like, of course, I'm not going to say still, you know what I mean? Like, I get all of those things, but I feel like, and I totally understand the fact that when um, people came in in those times, they really wanted their kids to assimilate so they could have better opportunities. And I'm totally, like, I understand that. Don't try and tell me that I don't, like, I understand that completely. But they still should have taught you your language. No, Ray, that's unfair. No, no, okay. it's unfair. It's Come no, on. but do you, see, do you not see the gift of learning? Of course it is. Okay, but so what's so yeah, why like, you like, like, like for example, then, that's, that's just what I was saying about before. Like, you, you, don't, you don't know. We have a different struggle here. They came over and they had to like you know come in automatically find, exactly, that's find work, work, find all that's of that. Stuff. No, I, I think it's I understand that. So, so the language situation, they, that to them, I they might, that. some some families may have thought. Ray, let me say something. You're speaking from a place of privilege. Okay, privileged how? Because some like because, because Swahili was spoken in my home. Yes, and when you came here, you had people who. But had they might no. It's the language. No, that's well, unfair. That, that's no, because unfair you, you because. Your yeah, I learned paying, at home. You learn it back in Zanzibar. But look, at the end of the day, yeah, people, a lot of people's No, pay. that's not even that, because mm -hmm. I have my, a little one at home. Yeah. Like, my aunt was like, we're going to make sure that he learns Kiswahili, because yeah. I guess there is an attachment to home. Like, mm -hmm. if the thought of, if we go back and he can't speak to people, yeah. that's going to be an issue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, we, like, we recognise that and we ensure Ray, that... Do you know what? One of the things I'm talking about, you can go back. A lot of our parents cannot go back. A lot of, the, a lot of people have said like they've not they've not been to such and such place, mm -hmm. and, I, and like to me that saddens me. It I'm is like, sad. It, it is sad. I mean, but not everybody has that opportunity, and nobody so has that like, family. You, some people has, don't have the economic means to go back to their go back home. Well, not, but don't you not, think there is like this? Not everybody has a reason. But, okay, does it need? I guess. Cool. You know you what? Have a need, to go back. I you have a reason to okay, go back. Okay, I have a reason to go back, but I still know that. You're almost accepting. No, you're almost you're almost. Like this is for me anyway. I feel like culture is important to be preserved. It needs to yeah, be yeah, preserved. Yeah. Okay, because like, as much as you can say you want to assimilate, and you have assimilated so much to the point that like, it's everything is hella Caucasian in your life, right? Cool. <laughs> but you, there are you have, you face something. You go to that new job, 
and you think someone's going to look at you and think they're assimilated let me give them a fair chance in life no because regardless of how assimilated you are you still look different Mm. So don't talk to me about oh you know someone doesn't like you look. I'm not gonna lie. I feel, I feel like we're you talking about two different, 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 different things right now, bro. Well, I'm, all I'm saying is, teach yeah. if you if you have the magic of another language, yeah. you should teach that to people. I don't disagree with that, but what I'm saying is a lot of parents. Firstly, like, and I have said that. But listen, yeah, but no, it's not because they want to assimilate. They might come over here, you know, they've got some whatless Ghanaian dad who's got another family in Ghana who he's going back and forth to see, bruh. They don't have time to be teaching their, their child how they have to go to do evening cleaning, fam. They go go do wait, wait, cleaning, so bruh. When you say, I, okay, you know that this, time bro. thing, yeah. okay, because you're making teaching someone else's language this chore, which it really isn't. Yeah. Okay, no, what I'm saying oh, is, God, no, 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 it's not even that. All I'm saying is, a child will spend, easier, how, a child will spend okay. how many hours at school okay cool for only to come home <laughs> and speak, so you want the communication just but what i'm saying is the mother's not at home when the child gets home from school so when they do get home yeah what are they speaking the mom goes to bed she's tired she's got to go so work you're, in the morning. you're, tra- <laughs> what, you're trying to tell me about? you're trying to tell me yeah. that there is no communication they don't see each other not I'm even not, on weekends i'm not saying there's no communication but there's not as much communication as you think there is ray the mom comes home she's tired she's got to go to she's got to wake up in the morning from well, I think that's lazy. Huh? Hey! Hey! No, okay, like, I totally understand. No, okay, listen, I understand, but I feel like the little opportunity, like, there are so many nuances that we can go back and forth. Yeah. I think that you should, if you have the gift of language, you should pass that on because there is so much culture that you are robbing. Do you know what I mean? And okay, we so can assimilate, but so you're still black. Speaking... Let, let Alex, Alex come through. Speaking of... Uh, <laughs> Of culture. Yeah. So home to me <laughs> is, is wherever I find planting, guys. Um, I was saying this I was saying this to these guys in the back like I was saying that after like traveling around like my degree and stuff, um, everywhere I went I always looked for planting. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like whenever I found it. He's a well traveled man, um, but I was saying that like I was I was thinking about it, like the, the cultural significance of that of that plantain. Of that fruit, yeah. Like that was something that was something that was really like instrumental to mm. just grow. I don't know why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's one time when I was in France and I couldn't find it. And I was and I didn't and I felt displaced. Then I went then I went to Reunion, I went to an island and then I found it. I don't know man. So I, I think it's really where, where, wherever home is, planting is wherever home is, man. Huh? Well, I was gonna say you're right because I was, it's like once you find, I mean, not planting. I mean, that's just a metaphor. Planting. But like anything that you find that like you know that reminds you of like yeah. the food, the spices, the music. But I think you're right. You're absolutely because obviously if like like uh, there's um, a writer called Musa Kwanga and he wrote an essay called The Nod. Yeah. When you see a black person, you nod and you're kind of like, yeah, I know. There's that too. But then, and I was thinking this, like, if I was in my workplace, yeah, and I see a brother come up to me with, like, a plastic container with planta- plantain in it, yeah. <laughs> and he, with what, sorry? With plantain, plantain. yeah. And he was like, and then he, <laughs> and, and he, and he offered me some. If he, if he took the lid off and was like, oh, do you want some? I'll be like, wow, this brother's got plantain. We're going to eat in the office. Yeah. And immediately, I'll, on, I'll like immediately feel a connection with this guy straight away. So I, I know exactly what you're saying. There is that connection. So I was talking yeah. to somebody about... Oh, just to add on to that, I get that... I don't know if there's a nod, but I, I normally like play like, oh, spot the black person. But mm. <laughs> when I see like fellow hijabis, yeah, mm. it's so dope. Like you just walk on the road, and then they'll pass you and they'll be like, Asalaamu Alaikum, sister. And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> but wait, and I'm just like, I'm just like, 
know when I when I see a hijab, yeah, I'm yeah, like, oh, do you know it. her? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the thing is, yeah, Ray will, Ray will never acknowledge that when, when she's around us. No, you know that's I mean? a lie. You never acknowledge that. Like, you know Why would you say, because that's just saying, <laughs> oh, look, another Muslim per- Muslim hijabi, you must know them. <laughs> it's not you must. I'm like, we just asked them. No, I think there was one time. I think there was one time we were coming out of somewhere. We had a meeting. And then I was like, oh, I might come here and meet my op, you know? And then we saw a hijabi outside and you were like, Ray, that's your op. <laughs> Oh, that was a nice day. Everybody, Ray, Ray just said up. Yeah. She said up. She said up. She said up. I still, like, I'm from... All right. Just I'm from Enzi now. I just hope you know, like, this is all a farce. <laughs> <laughs> it's a um, lie. Just to round that up then, do you... I think we're kind of writes a bit about um, having to feel grateful mm. for being here. That didn't sit right in my spirit. That was not good. Like, yeah. what do you guys think about that? I... I mean, it's cold. It's, people, it's, keep, people give you stares. And stuff. It's, it's interesting because, like I was saying, obviously, you know, you've got these racist people in the yeah. UK who say, "Oh, we'll move like we should be grateful." Mm. But I'm not gonna lie. The one person who made me feel like I should be grateful for being born in this country is my mum. Mm. She really made me feel like I should be grateful, and it, it made me think to myself that we probably internalize this whole let's be grateful to be here from our homes and then come outside and then face it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Again, like um, referencing another essay from Musa Kwanga, he writes in The Good Immigrant about how... <laughs> this episode is not sponsored by Musa, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but um, he writes about the fact that, yeah, he always felt like he should be grateful to the point where Fua writes in, this, writes in her book that he felt like he couldn't, he couldn't touch alcohol until he was 23 because of all of the um, negative stereotypes that were surrounding black people. Mm. He felt like he couldn't get drunk until he was 23 and he had actually been the good immigrant to represent all other immigrants in the country because, you know, he felt like he should be grateful that he's been given opportunity to go to private school, to go to Oxford and, and, and yeah. all of that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? And of course that, I mean, I personally just feel like that comes from the home first. So then, I agree. that's a good I question then, because, um, go on. <laughs> What I just wanted to add onto that was, I feel like it is at home. Um, personally, for me, when I came here, it was like the main reason why I came was because of education. Mm. So, like, um, I had just finished nursery and all the like the the schools in Zanzibar, like state schools just don't have funding, blah, blah, blah. it's really terrible. So all like the private good schools were taken. So my mum was like, okay, like, you know, your aunt's getting married, go with her. So she literally was like, gave up her daughter basically so that she can come here and get opportunities. Yeah. Um, and so great, I had to be grateful because, you know, anytime I'd get into an argument with like my aunt or my uncle, it would be like, well, you know, we could have easily taken another one. It didn't have to be you that came here. Yeah, exactly. So it was traumatic and I felt, and I always, this is why I felt like I didn't really have a childhood because it, I had to get A grades. I had to get a good job. I had to be financially, you know, stable. I had to do all of these things because it was the opportunity was presented. Mm. And I feel like a lot of black British people go through that, this whole, you aren't going to get this if you were somewhere else. Yeah. So make sure you capitalize on it, yeah. which robs you so much of living like a normal other child. Yeah. That's trash. It, <laughs> it just sounds 
because it's the when it comes to things like diversity schemes and um, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm actually all for diversity schemes because you know what? Whatever way you get in, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. But no, no, no. That's I mean. I spoke like, about. You know what? If you want me to be a quote, I'll, I'll be a quote about coming in and shake the table. No. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I spoke about this before on the show, but like when it comes to diversity schemes, the, it's fine getting in. It's how you're perceived when you're in there. Do you see what I mean? It's the whole, oh yeah, you just came in on this level. Yeah. Like, that's, you just, you're that one. You know what I mean? It's not like you, you're not, you don't reach the same mm. kind of, mm. you know, level as the others. You see what I mean? And that's the, that's the bit where they probably make you feel grateful for. Or, yeah. and, and even like, and you mentioned like Ox, Oxbridge and all those things. Like, when I see a lot of my friends that went to Oxbridge and whatnot, and they get there, yes, they went to this elite school, they, they, they did those for three, four years. But constantly, this, the, the common thing that they keep telling me is that they had to feel that they were grateful to be there. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. that's, and it's, I think it's that that she's honing in on. Like, you know what I mean? That element of, like, well, you can now sit with us. So it just, thing, just to, you're that kind of person. Just to provide a solution then, if there is a solution, how do you think then we can go about changing that gratefulness value that is so instilled in us? You know what? You just have to own the space. You just have to be like, look, I'm here. If you, you know, you, do you know what I mean? Like you really have to just. <clears throat> Own it. Like I don't feel grateful because this is mine anyway. Mm. I feel like that's just that's how you have to be. You know, it's like um. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's this amazing um, quote from... Um Great, uh, amazing writer, um, Dizzy Rascal, where he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> where he's on, um, I believe he's on, um, I, think, I think he's on, on Newsnight. Okay. And um, Jeremy Paxman's talking to him, like trying to belittle him. And Jeremy Paxman's like, Mr. Rascal, do you think you're British? And he's like, of course I'm British. I'm here, man. You know me, what's good? Do you know what I mean? Like, he, really, <laughs> like, he really owned it. Like, you, you can't ask me such stupid questions because of course I'm British. Do you yeah. know what I mean? 
He doesn't feel grateful. He feels like this is you mine know, anyway. You know what? That's actually a point that Afro makes in the book about, mm. you know, like, black people in England, they never say they're black English. Where I, so you see, like, I'm, I'm, hearing, I'm, I'm hearing the disgust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but people, but people for black people in Ireland will say, oh, I'm black Irish. Yeah. Black people in Scotland will be like, oh, I'm black Scottish. Yeah. They will say that black Welsh. If, yeah. Do they exist? <laughs> They might do it. I don't know, but like, you know, there's, there, but they, we never say it about England. It's true. I mean, I won't even lie from, in my, my dumber days, I used to be like, yeah, I'm English. Oh, they're over? They're over. They're over. <laughs> they're they're all over. of last summer. I used to come and do, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm English, because I just didn't really like the, I don't like the word British. Oh, yeah, those them yeah. ones. Yeah, I didn't really like it. Mr. Where are you from? Mr. English, obviously. Yeah. Those, those episodes are gone now, so, you know. No one can hear me saying that stuff, but. Don't yeah. shout it out too loud. I, I, I get what you, I get what you're saying because even even English people, they're kind of even Afua says this in her book. Their Englishness is very precarious because it, it's 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 mixed up with so many other things. And I think she said that this is why things like Brexit happen because they're really trying to claim something that's mm. you know is is it's falling out of their yeah. fingers. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Well, something they believe is falling out of their fingers because it was never really there in the first yeah. place. Yeah. This whole English thing, anyway. But so. Just back on diversity schemes, there was um, a point in the chapter called Class in his book where Afua talks about how the same time that they had just introduced this new diversity scheme at the Mail, um, I think there was like a cartoon of um, a famous like singer going back to, you know, homeland or whatever and mm. exchanging something with the natives. And so it got, like, it, it is just alluding back to the idea of they want us there in a tokenistic sense, in a, oh, look, we have this one person that can talk about the urban news in here at the Mail. Mm. Um, but when it comes to representing hardcore news, there are definitely, like, young people right now coming up in, like, out of the woodworks and making sure that we are represented in those spaces. Yeah. But it is in a very tokenistic sense. You have that one black person, okay, let's put them on music and entertainment. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, let's, let's put them in a place where... Yeah, but you can, I mean, I, didn't, I understand what you're saying, but then there's times where you can, they can say, oh, let me come up with this person on music so they can write about grime or whatnot, but then you can just come and do, no, I want a different role. No. I want a, I want a, I want a higher role so that I can mm -hmm. really, do you know what I mean? Maybe so if they, they, they can put someone in, <laughs> no, hear it, they can put you someone cannot. in. You cannot. No, they can put someone in a space okay. yeah, and think this is our token person. Let's yeah. go to them. Oh, what do you think about this black thing that I'm going to write about? And they can just be like, you know what, let me write about that. And then, but that's great. Do you know that's what I mean? great. So yeah. I said, like, I think, when you do have this power to yeah. put people in the right places, yeah. you know, go for the right person. The person yeah, that has the gets, most insight, yeah, the person the that right is, is, is yeah, going to tell you about the lived experience, you know, not the mm. learned experience. Mm -hmm. So, Agreed, yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, that was just Absolutely. one part in this that I quite enjoyed. Great. Yeah. Derek, do you have a gem this week? I do have a gem. So my What's gem, your gem? My gem this week is um, it's a book called Prisoner to the Streets by uh, Robin Travis. And I feel like this book is just very relevant right now because of what's going on um, in London. With, you know, there's a lot of knife crime. A guy was shot and killed a couple of days ago, like um, just up the road from me in Wood Green. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think Robin Travis's book is a real reflection on what's, what's going on at the moment, what's been going on, you know, um, just kind of just ridiculous hyper-masculinity that's really taken lives unnecessarily. Um, just people really trying to be, you know, they're trying to be on roll, they're trying to... Mm. 
I guess they're trying to find their identity on road. That's essentially what it is. Um, and Robert Travis really articulates this very well in his book. I feel like it's a book that a lot of people should have, obviously I always talk about Mama Can't Raise No Man, which is a novel. But obviously, Prison to the Streets is a memoir. It's him talking about when he was in prison, when he was on road, you know, you know, fighting with London Fields, you know, um, Hackney, the Hackney Tottenham beef, all of that kind of real stuff. And he doesn't romanticize it. He really talks about it for what it is. He really talks about what prison life is like. Um, I think it's just something that a lot of people should read and understand because, you know, a lot of the time when we talk about, oh, this kind of... Um, gun violence and this knife violence on the street, people really reduce the argument to like, oh, it's because of drill music. Yeah. But obviously when I was 15, they were like, oh, it's because of grime. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then before that, they were like, oh, it's because of gangster rap. They're always trying to blame it on the music, not really looking at the, the economic situations that these people are living in and the way that they see themselves and the way they try to exert their kind of masculinity, the fact they need to really build up. Um, that's why I think that book is just really amazing. And, and Robin Travis is just a raw writer. He just, he's clear, really clear. Like I always talk about how I love clear writers like Renee Eddie Lodge. She writes clearly. When she articulates a sentence, you know what she's saying. She, you know, she gets you from A to B very quickly. You're not confused about what she's trying to tell yeah, you. Yeah. Um, it's not flowery language. It's not flowery. It's just like, because she's got something real to say. And that's like Robin Travis. He's got something real to say and he wants to say it to people. Um, so Prison of the Streets, is, uh, it's just a really, really, really good book. It's a deep book. Um, it's very, very sad because it's real life. It's not, you know, it's not, he didn't make it up. It's, it's memoirs, yeah, it's you know. Um, so that's, that's my gem. That's Prisoner like, to the Streets. Prisoner to the Streets by Robin Travis. It's an amazing book. Um, and it's sad because the industry is not really supporting him at the moment. You know, and I feel like we need to really, yeah. we need to black panther him, you know, and just really, <laughs> I really support no, Robert guys, Travis, honest, man. Guys, honestly, out here, man. Honestly, his story is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like, both of his books, they're just so visceral. They've yeah. got so much in there, so much content, so much passion, and he is amazing. Yeah, but that's my gem, yeah. Prisoners in the Streets by Robin Travis. Yeah. Ray? Um, so, my issue was going to talk about, like, Naomi and... Um, <laughs> Skepta. Wait, that's an issue? No, as in like how the media have been portraying Skepta and stuff. But I was like, I've done that so many times. Like, I'm tired of British media. Like, they're not going to do anything, are they? Well, actually, no, let's be positive. Maybe they can do something. How how do you feel about Skepta and Naomi? Okay. She wants a young man. No, yeah. do you know what it is? I don't, feel, I don't feel anything but like, yes. Because yeah. when I saw the cover, mm. I was like. <laughs> but, what, but why though? What was because, that? Do you know, because melanin, like I don't even need oh, to say anything. Okay, okay. I was literally like, I'm just so happy about I was the representation. I was but have they even me. confirmed? Have they actually confirmed? In they, the, have, um, they haven't confirmed, but I mean. Is he doing the let's see where it goes with Naomi? I don't, I don't know. I don't even think you can <laughs> do she, that. Is she doing that with him? Yeah. I don't I feel, I feel like, like she, I feel like she's nah. done one of them. She, let's just see how this it is. This is Naomi from, you get me? So yeah. she will say that to Skepta. Skepta where's Ka- Skepta that, like <laughs> from from? What do you mean from from? He's from, from, from Ends. Yeah, but where's he from? He's from Tottenham. He's from Tottenham from Meridian Way. Where's he from? Is he Nigerian or that? He's Nigerian, yeah, he's Nigerian. Nigerian. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, like, I, I stand obviously because black magic. And I think that week there were so many people in the news, like just it was making Daniel headlines. Kalea, it was yeah, uh, Patricia, Patricia Bright. Letitia Letitia, Wright. Like I just feel like, as I said on like a few episodes before, I feel like there is this like uprising of young black creatives, and it's creating this like UK black renaissance. You know, well, we, spoke, and we are spoken about this. Yeah. Exactly, and I feel like everyone needs to get the reins and just be ready to fight the good fight because I feel because it's getting to that point where it's like is it really is it here to stay and is it just another ploy to get consumers to buy something which is obviously you know what capitalism does but I'm really here for it to stay and we, we always have these waves of like you know waves in history in times when like creators are doing their thing and all of a sudden we think that it's going to be a massive big representation and then it just dies down and we're reminded that you know yeah. we're in the west and it's shit I right. think you're right you're right but when it, when it comes to the grime oh I, my no gosh. honestly I don't because listen grime's been, been about for a while yeah. when grime was really for me thriving yeah nobody was trying to put it on no nobody. there was there was no moment when people thought Crime is gonna come and do you know what I mean? There was never Become that moment. Exactly, it's, ta it's taken a long time for it to get to this point. So you think point. it's here to stay like that? I think that. But um, I think what you need to stop doing is, um, I feel like you do this all the time, what, whereby what? anything young, black, creative thing, you take it back to grime, like that's just, that, as if that's just every, uh, every black person's Thing that they experience because grime is a lifestyle yes it's a lifestyle but listen no i'm saying it's a lifestyle for what, what i, I fear mean, you doing no what i fear you doing is using grime to encapsulate the black british identity like black british young identity it's a huge part of it but i don't think it's everyone's experience and every time we bring if it up in the playground I, ne I never where was i then alex the I, I never <laughs> You're minding your business. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you do it. I'm just saying I feel like there's a fear of every time because, it's because, grime because, and I'm like, okay, but that's because not everyone's that's, experience. Because, what, because one, that's my experience. And two, grime, the way grime has come up now, the way grime started, the way people were not trying to put grime on, the way grime was literally part of the culture. It was literally a per, it was a personality type. You know, yeah. you're, you, you listen to grime, you... Oh, you did you have a away. tag name? What's your tag name? Little shorty. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a tag name. Yes, you did. Yeah. I, 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 I know you did. And I will find the source and I will tweet it. I didn't I have a tag I didn't I have know a tag you do. I, was, I know who to ask. I was like a silent listener of Grime. I didn't. Right. I, I never came to do. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an MC. I never came to. Did do Did you it. have a tag? I didn't have a tag. Shut up. Never, you had a tag. No tag. They call you Lanky Alex. Wow. Oh. Wow. Oh, sorry. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Oh, I was Lady Precious. Do you know what's up? <laughs> oh, and the lady was spelled L-A-Y-D-E-E. Lady because Precious. Lady. Is that your hotmail? No, because there was like this, yeah, it actually is. There was this young Somali <laughs> chick, like there was a Somali girl. She took Lady, like the normal Lady. And I was like, wow. So I had to do Lady. And then I became Empress in year mm. 10. <laughs> you know, do you know, you just, you just, you really just made me... But that's, that's part of the grand, that's part of grand culture. Yeah. Is it? Yes. It is, it is. Absolutely is, you know. Well, then I was a part of grand culture then. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, if you weren't in the playground, if you didn't do all of that, you yeah. weren't. But you know what's interesting? The fact that you were just like, oh, Alex was lanky, blah, blah, blah. Like, I remember back in the <laughs> day, lie, fam, if, you were, if, if you were talking, people would come and do, oh, this lanky guy, fam. Now, they would, you, you know. might not really actually and just... It's six it. foot... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that back in the day, you know. If you yeah. were if you were tall and slim, so people call you lanky. Fam. I never forget when I was on the bus one time mm. and um, you know taking it back. And because I, I studied music, and there were some people that were like um, some guys from my year. They're like, oh man, you should be able to MC, man. Like, you do music and that. Mm. Come on, then. Like, and I was sitting there looking at them, like, I'm not about that life. <laughs> 
sitting in the back of your Sony Ericsson. Yeah. And like, you know. Oh, I envied you people. You people had phones. Wow. Wow. I didn't have a phone. You never had a phone? Not until I was older, because you know. What's older? Yeah, <laughs> eleven, ten. That, that's that's fine. Though. No, trust me. People had phones when they were like nine years old no, in year didn't. four. Trust me, Fidel. No. Fidel had a phone in year four. <laughs> trust me, I remember him because he kept on showing it. Yeah. Fidel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just what? I just see an uprising of like UK black like Renaissance and now we need to go into questions. It's gonna be good. Wait a minute, Garage is gonna come back. I do feel like it. I feel like it's coming. Alex, Garage is coming. I feel like it's coming. They tried to bring Funky House back. Funky House is coming back. I got that's when I heard like Daneo come back. You know, on the on that Linda. Listen, Daneo's been out for ages and he just he just got signed like last year. These people cut me. These guys have been around for ages and only now they're getting they call Skepta Breakthrough. Yeah, I know. Like, I, was, I, was, I was arguing in my house that's, about why he's That's because they don't know. They don't, they don't really know, when it. Yeah. These guys um, were cussing me the other day because I actually just listened to, like, Naughty's music. So all of these, like, mumbling music that's out now, like, the Futures and whoever, the, the Migos Futures people. Futures doesn't mumble, though. I don't know who they are, but they love to mumble. Like, they just think, I'm just like, what are you doing? So I don't listen to, like, mumble music, okay? But I listen to, like, Naughty's music. So I genuinely st still listen so let's say, yesterday I was listening to Mario, let me love you. That's why I said pretty. Pretty Ricky. That's why I said pretty Ricky. That is where, I, and I'm sorry, but when you go out, right, obviously I don't rave, so I wouldn't know, but what I'm, <laughs> what I'm told is that. <laughs> Listen, I'm out here trying to get a husband, so please. Anyways, so what I'm told is that when people go to clubs and stuff, apparently they don't play that music anymore. <laughs> That's a lie. Oh, they, no, they, they do, they do. They, play really? they, they, always, they always play Pretty Ricky. Not when the people that I know go to. They do. They do. You need, you need like my man said on, I think you need to come to recess. They'll play, they'll be yeah. playing that. Is that the, the Twitter rave? No, it's not a Twitter rave, it's a rave. I thought that was the Twitter, Twitter rave. rave. Oh, it's a rave. <laughs> okay. It's a Twitter rave. Anyway, so yeah, I, I just listened to it. I only found out what Lean was the other day. Now. <gasps> what is it? I don't know, I still don't know. It's like cowpole. Oh, I love cowpole. <laughs> That's trash. So. No, but cowpole is really nice. I used to have yeah, it I even. Think, I think it's stronger than cowpole. That's not lean. Clean's not cowpole. I thought well, it was I mean, like a. It's, it's medicine. <laughs> I thought it was like a sexual innuendo. So I literally was like, who gave who some lean? It was about Black Panther, right? Yeah. You know, the Black Panther, you know, the, yeah. all that. The lean. So, the the lean and I'm like, what is lean? And I, my no, mind went. When they said he, he burnt the spirit, the lean, they're talking about the, the, the plants, fam. Yeah, when they the, said the, the lean. <laughs> Because obviously, the yeah, they said he burnt the sacred leaf. No, lean. yes, I get that. They were talking about the drink. No, 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 no. The plant, yeah, but the plant. To make lean. Exactly, but what I'm saying is. That's what it was. No, that's not what it meant. They didn't They referred to the plant, but what is lean? What can't you just say? It's codeine. No, no, no. Right. Yeah, but they were talking. I think they were talking about weed. Like, you know, weed's got Bernays, has got lean, has got Zege, has got Bernays. Weed, weed, weed. Anyways, guys, we need to open up for the floor. All right, guys. Someone can tell us what lean is. <laughs> so guys, we open the floor to okay, you Okay, so questions. Anything that you've always wanted to ask, yeah, but you haven't had the opportunity. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, two points. Um, uh, Ray, when you were talking about parents not teaching the language, I get what you're trying to say. <laughs> but, um, like, because I asked my dad, why didn't you teach us Yoruba? And he's like, yeah. because... At that point when they first, because my dad was like five years into the country, yeah. still studying and just really struggling. Mm -hmm. And he said he didn't want to just 
confuse us and make our English not good. Mm-hmm. And he thought that if we taught us Yoruba, we wouldn't be able to speak English in school. Yeah. We wouldn't do well in school. And he's like, he didn't want us to stand out even more. You're already black. Your parents are very immigrants. They don't speak the best English. And they want you to fit in well and do well. But then I speak to the now, like 20 years later, he's like, yeah. now he realised that was a mistake because he lives in Tel Hamlets and he sees um, all the Bangladeshi kids. It's yeah. Like, are they Bang- yeah, Bangladeshi. They're speaking, they're speaking their language. Yeah. And because my cousin went to school there and he realised they learn English in school, you're going to learn English, but he didn't know that. Yeah. And I think, he, that's, I think that's an experience for a lot of parents, including yeah. like they just and not having time because they're working two jobs studying at the yeah. same time. So I get what you're trying to say and I do get your yeah. point. I understand that I'm being quite harsh, Trust. but... No, I totally understand that I'm being quite harsh, <laughs> but... No, I, I just don't want to sound so evil because I, maybe because I just put a lot of responsibility on parents. That's my yeah. problem. It's like I put a lot of responsibility on parents and that's and I can understand it 110%, mm. but I still stand. But I, I still feel like... Even, like, they didn't teach us language, but we still like lived a very Nigerian yeah. house. Like we, yeah. I didn't watch a lot of shows because we had ni- satellite Nigerian TV. So like things like my friends who lived in Nigeria watched. I was like, yeah, I watched that too. They're like, yeah. but you're in London. How are you watching Papa Jasper? I'm like, I watched the whole series, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's that point. Second point, you guys need to stop doing feminist literature episodes without Ray. It's like you've done a few of them. I'm like, what is going on? Because I like. I'm, I'm sorry, hold on. No, no, you've done a few episodes. No, there's been a few episodes where you've talked about like feminist like, literature, yeah. and Ray's not them. Like, at least this time you had a woman in the room. I was like, okay, at least they have us. Can, can I answer the question? Yeah. Of I course, he will answer that question. <laughs> can I, okay, can I, can I answer? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's take it. Yeah, first, first, take it in first, first, firstly. <laughs> Men can be feminists too. Yeah, but we, you can't speak for women. Okay. But, but we don't speak, we never speak for women. And they try, they try if, to if, get you, a girl. if you notice, every time we do an episode that has a feminist element, me and Alex never do it. We always invite another woman onto the show so that she can speak for women. We yeah. never just do it with Ooh. me and Alex. Ever. But, no, okay. they do, they do. I'm going to just say the logistics. But I was also hella pissed. I mean, because <laughs> Ray's out here. Yeah, <laughs> so she's doing her thing and whatnot. But, you know, if she can't make it, yeah. it's sometimes, yeah. and it, is, it just tends to happen mm. that when she can't sure. come, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're like, well, my we're doing is, this. My reasoning yeah. is they know they couldn't come for me because we did a feminist episode and these two boys annoyed me because that episode, I was ready to come to slay. I was like, yes, post-structural. She gave us And the first episode ever that I've heard Derek say, I can't say anything because I haven't had time to read that. <laughs> so I just feel There's like point, there were points that we just couldn't you know just that's the reason but no like just to give credit to them but I genuinely couldn't come on the episode and no, no, it was, they just bit, it was just a shady yeah. point I yeah. Like, yeah. I would love to hear your opinion oh so you came to shade us okay. yeah. <laughs> but thank you, as you I, I don't know if you were able to tell but I only retweeted the episode once because <laughs> I was bitter inside <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. Um, I just wanted to know why when I suppose black British identity is like massively burgeoning right now, um, Derek feels like he doesn't identify as black British. <laughs> um, Wait, you still don't? The reason, the, no, the reason why I don't identify as black British is just because I feel like the word British is really, really flimsy. And although there are certain elements of a culture coming together, it's still very young. 
and it's, it's young and it can be taken away because at the end of the day, if this, if this country decides that they want to revoke our passports, it's very unlikely, but if they decided they want to do that, we wouldn't be British anymore, so what would we, what would we be? So the fact that if, 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 if it was called something else and we kind of identify with it, then perhaps I would kind of you know, embrace it a little bit more. But because it's not, it's black British, it's, you know, we've only just realized that we have a culture, do you understand, within the last couple of years. We didn't, we, it's like we didn't even know before, our generation anyway. I can't speak for the generation before because, you know. Are you even in our generation? <laughs> yeah, well, true. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, it's true. But then, the, the, generation, the generation before did solidify it, though. In they did, but then it's like, yeah, it, they solidified it for themselves. So if, my mum wasn't born here. So, of course, like, you know, you get those, you know, those Cockney Jamaicans from Peckham who they were born here and their children were born here. And then that's a different kind of identity. My mum is, she was obviously born in Ghana. She came over here, boom, boom. And obviously, people who know my story, I was raised in foster, then, foster care. It's completely different for me. I can't identify with something yeah, that I haven't then, been exposed to for that then, long. Whose responsibility is it then? Huh? Whose responsibility is it for you to, be, to become I'm not part saying, of that? I'm not saying it's... No, I'm, just, I'm literally asking oh, okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's anybody's responsibility. I'm just, I just really have to say that I can't identify with something that I don't believe is, is real. It's too, it's too flimsy for me to... To hang my identity on, do you understand? Do you so, want to? Hang my, I, I, I wish I could, I wish I could. And obviously I think, okay, I can go to Ghana and I've always said that if I could speak tree, I would feel like I could connect with blah, blah. But it's really annoying because I can speak English, but I don't feel like I can connect with English people. If I could speak tree, guaranteed I could connect with Ghanaian people, do you understand? Mm. And I know that for, for a fact, just because we would be a minority in a country. If I went to Ghana, it might be a completely different story. I might not be able to connect with them if I could speak tree or not. Do you understand? Do you but as it stands in my condition and where I am, it's just very, very difficult for me to then say, for me to say, oh, I'm, I'm British or I'm English, and then or for me to say, oh, I'm from Ghana or whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Like, do, you, um, do you like Barry Hammond? Well, I don't know what that's got to do with anything, Alex. I'm asking a question. I mean, yeah, I do like Barry Hammond, yeah. Because the thing, the thing about... Huh? Stop biting your nails. It's a horrid habit. <laughs> Okay, Auntie. <laughs> no, I was saying that um, the reason the reason I say that is because, like, Lovers Rock, yeah, the the genre was yeah. kind of started yeah. via like you know the generation before us it, from Britain, mm. Black Britain. So it's kind of one of those things where if I don't know, but I feel like my connection to Black Britain in itself mm. is kind of like stemmed through that kind of stream of music. Just because that was their, that was what they created. Oh yeah, as, as, as their kind of like, yeah, as their kind of mark and stamp, you know. But there was still bringing reggae over and all these different. But there was something about them. there was something about Lovers Rock that was still Caribbean, wasn't there? And that's why there's a lot of not my generation, like a younger yeah, yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah, they they come out here and do. I don't even know if I agree with it because to be honest, it doesn't make sense to me. But they come and do. Oh yeah, because of Afrobeats, you know. We feel connected to Britain. We're black British because of Afrobeats and whatnot. And I can't oh, identify with that because when I was younger, it was grime, which yeah. wasn't, there was nothing African in nature about grime to me anyway when I was growing up until, you know, people like um, Sass Killer and Boya came along and they started doing Gash by the Hour. I thought, okay, this is a little bit African here. I can kind of vibe to it. But before, before that, there was nothing. But, but, but not even the fact that they were from these countries. It wasn't, it was. It over and then obviously telling the story of being British. It, 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 it wasn't enough. Mm. It, it wasn't. It wasn't enough. So yeah, I mean, I wish I had a, you know, a Timbo and a, you know, and a. Why is your identity so reliant on? I mean, I, I get that it's 
the identity in general is reliant on what is outside of you. Yeah. But do you feel like, because I feel like right now you're looking for a place to hang Derek. Do you know what I mean? You're not finding the right hanger, but... I feel like that's just across a lot I mean, of listen, yeah. No, but like, I've is, is there something that, like, centers you? Like, like, so no, 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 no. I feel, like, I, feel like, I feel like that's across, like, yeah, like yeah, anyway. Yeah. Everyone's trying to figure out where they slot, where they, where they fit. Yeah, I could say, yeah, um, I could reach back to Lovers Rock and whatnot mm. and dance all and stuff. When Afrobeats came out, I was like, I remember there was a point when we were in the club. You're Nigerian now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm Ghanaian, like, I'm you um, beg. <laughs> never. Um, so you never ever thought to claim East Africa? Wow. What's <laughs> what I was saying was, um, yeah. I could I could reach those places, and obviously, growing up was like once Afrobeats was introduced to the culture, like yeah. via Funky House. Yeah. It was like nobody, my friends, we yeah. didn't know how to react to that. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I like, you know what I mean? It was the first, it was the first kind of like, this is us, this is what we're saying. And you know, you guys are a part of it, but you can be a part of it. It doesn't have to neglect you kind of thing. Mm. And I didn't know what any of the words meant a lot of the time. I didn't, I didn't know it. Like, you know, even, even, even when I was even on Twitter when I heard like 30 billion in the account, you know, I was like, where did that come from? I was like, where did that come from? And then I heard it on the song and I was like, oh wow. Yeah, but Alex, but, but that, that's growing. That, that is the growth of the. That, for me, that is the growth of Black British culture. Do you think the music has changed your perspective of African, definitely. African people? Definitely. But like there was a real part when we talked about how like African people weren't cool enough. Do you think mm. that music has it's helped? Not, for me, it, it wasn't even a matter of them not being cool enough. Because what does that mean? Okay. It was more of I didn't generally know right. about anything. Definitely. It was literally, it was, it was literally ignorance. ignorance. Yeah. Okay. Literally, I think Afrobeats definitely has made being yeah. African. And cool. then you know, and then I'm here. I'm still like, oh my darling. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. And I'm here with Iskaba yeah. every time. So cool. yeah. So Sorry. Sorry I was just gonna say, yeah. Um, I don't think the argument's ever really been that Afrobeats makes people feel more Black British. It's more that it made people feel proud of being African. Mm -hmm. But Black, there is a Black British identity, whether it's ephemeral and young. There's something that connects black um, diaspora, sorry, African diasporans to Caribbeans. It's an experience of being a black person in this country that also has roots to somewhere else. Definitely. And whether that's, whether it's young and whether it's recent doesn't stop it from being an identity because every identity essentially starts from somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think being a black British person is a real thing, yeah. whether you don't or not. But, yeah. Fair, fair, fair enough. Did we have anything else? Any, any other we questions? Oh, okay, we have oh, yes. a few. We've got yeah. one here. And, and then, then one, one at the back later. Um, firstly, I think you're brilliant. And I've oh. really enjoyed this evening. Thank you. Um, so I am mixed race. My dad is white and Jewish. And my mum is Indian Caribbean from Trinidad. Oh. Um, and they decided to bring me up without either culture, to oh. be sort of fair and to, to assimilate. And... So I feel like a fraud even saying the sentences I just said, because I don't feel the connection to either culture. Mm -hmm. um, but growing up and um, reading and studying English literature was really legitimizing for me and sort of feeling English, actually, more, more, even more than British, feeling English, mm -hmm. sort of being able to speak to all of that literature and, and, and knowing it. Um, and I just wondered what you, what you think about the role of literature in shaping that sort of identity and, and being able to sort of claim an identity, but also the reverse of that in schools. How important do you think it is to see I don't know, Jamaican literature 
literature from Tan Tanzania or literature from Ghana, how important do you think that is to see your specific identity in the curriculum in what you study? Mm. Super, super important. Yeah. Um, I do think that, especially with West Indian literature, like I think that just across the board, that tends to go under the rug, kind of like dusted away. And, you know, um, I'm still annoyed that I only found Derek Walcott really late. And I've, I'm really pissed off with that. Because I think in like... I found him before you. I know, but you studied, you studied, you, she studied English um, literature as well. And like seeing and finding that, and then obviously the Kai Millers and yeah. all these different um, authors, that really irritates me, the fact that I didn't have that when I was at school. Like we had, you know, a lot of African-American literature and stuff. Everybody knew about I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. Everybody knew about mm. those kind of stories. But I never saw a story by a West Indian person. And mm. I think that that's important. Like, I don't want to speak for everybody here, but I do think that, like, you know, if you have a varied amount of stories and literature there ready for, like, young kids growing up to see themselves, to see other pieces of writing, I think that's so important. Just for, just for shape, not even shaping their worldview, but just kind of seeing themselves in places and understanding new ideas and different things to add. Mm. Um, I think that, so I think obviously reading allows you to kind of get a portal into either a different world or the world that you see around you. And when, like when I was younger, I was reading Jacqueline Wilson and I read, <laughs> like, listen, like, that was Bay, okay? Oh, I remember I got told off one time because I came back with Girls in Love. And my uncle was like, what? Um, what is this? Anyway, so I was reading Jacqueline Wilson. I was reading Lemony Snicket's, you know, tell, like, exactly. So that was, like, my, like, you know, British, where I guess I can say, oh, yeah, I read some English stuff. Um, but then, when I when I got when I became a teenager, I wanted to be like, oh, I want to read some like black narratives that are cool. And there was no apart from Noughts and Crosses, there wasn't anything that I found. So I went to the Americans. I read literally all of Omar Tyree's books. I don't know if you guys know him. Yeah. Listen, yeah, go read Flagler. All of those books, they're amazing. Um, I read like a Sister Soldiers, like Midnight or something. I really yeah, wanted. Midnight. Yeah, I loved those books. But then I think the, the only black ends book that I read was um, Katisha Newland's. Courtier. Courtier, yeah. I still don't, I'm so sorry. Um, so he has two books that I read and my friend Taja gave those books to me and I absolutely loved them. I went around calling everyone Star for about a whole month. I was like, you like Star? Wow. Um, yeah. Wow, that's taking <laughs> <laughs> I went around calling everyone wow. like, Side note. Good star. Like, anyways. Star, but so know, I wow. feel like. I remember asking my uncle what Star meant. <laughs> but so wow. recently, like a sweet, no, before I went to Zanzibar, I went to Zanzibar in January and I read um, uh, Wathiongo's book, Wizard of the Crow. And I had never, ever, ever read Kiswahili in a book. Mm. Ever. I was used to reading, you know, Yoruba. Um, Chimamanda, Yoruba? Yeah, cool. Ibo? Oh, shit. Wow, I'm even seeing her. Anyway, yeah. so, I, um, I, I, I read all those, like, books, but I couldn't get that magic of, you know, when she places, right, like, certain words? Mm. I could imagine other people getting that, but I was like, okay, cool, I'll just read over it, you know? 
But when I read um, Wizard of the Crow, I got jokes. Like, like he wrote jokes in there that he, he didn't even try to like explain. And it was like, mm. I was gonna say orgasmic, but that's inappropriate. <laughs> um, it was incredible. Mm. Like, it was just magical. I felt like, oh my goodness. Like, I felt home. I felt like, mm. rah, like, this is, this is my language. Like, this is, this is my man, do you know what I mean? And I was really getting, you know, I don't really rate my mom because I was, she was like, oh, I've read that book. I was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, they have him on the syllabus here. And it was like, oh my God. Yeah. So I feel like if those books become more mainstream, if, you know, if, for example, I'm not saying, you know, you, you see like, you say that like you feel like a fraud, but I don't know, like I would say go and maybe read loads of those books, but I don't know if that will help though. Do you think yeah. if you read books where you're from, but you haven't really know about the culture, do you think you'll feel more connected? Oh that, yeah, absolutely. That's it. Like I've read yeah. Sam Selvon, I've read do you feel? Do you, do you feel, just, no? I don't get any of those jokes. They don't mean anything yeah. to me. Um, I think there is, I, I think there is a way, I, I do still feel like there's a way, like, I mean, I'm... But why, why does she have the responsibility to, should no, she? No, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying anybody... Don't handle you personally, but... Yeah, I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying anybody has responsibility, but I feel like there are books that, even though you are not directly connected with the culture, like, for example, Things Fall Apart. The first time I read that, I was, I'm from Ghana, like, this is, he's writing about Igbo land, you know that what was, I mean? That's true. And I, I've immediately felt connected like wow even though there's a lot of things he doesn't explain like even the way he tells the stories the proverbs and all of that they're yeah. still recognizable to me even though you know i'm not i'm not Igbo. you understand and i love that book it was just i mean that was the first uh, piece of african literature that i ever read um and it's, it's still the most it's yeah it's still the most memorable mm -hmm. the most memorable book that i've ever read so i feel like yeah even if it's Obviously, Nigeria and Ghana, they're not that far removed. They, you know, they're still quite close. Um, why, why are you laughing? <laughs> um, they're still quite close. So, yeah, I feel like you can still connect. You still can connect if, you know, if the experiences are, are a little bit removed from your own. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Final thoughts. Okay, we're right back. Um, hi, this is for all three of you. Um, I wanted to know what are the labels you would have for yourself instead of just black British. For example, um, I don't just think of myself as black British. I think of myself as Mancunian or Nigerian. When I'm with um, other Nigerians that aren't Yoruba, then I'm in general, I'm Nigerian. If I'm just with Yoruba people, then I'm Yoruba. Then, um, you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's similar because whenever I'm around West Indian people, I'm West Indian. Mm. Then I'm like a faux Nigerian, <laughs> Ghanaian. I'm a faux West African. I'm just sitting in there, like absorbing the culture. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is oh good. God, I like that. Like mostly, let go to like Ghana. Do you tour Africa? That'd be like, that'd be like, yeah, yeah, I mean. Water stones, please make it happen. <laughs> um, yeah, it will just, it literally, as you say, it depends on who you're around and like what yeah. kind of fits. And I feel like you know when that fits. Yeah. When I'm around a lot of like black British people, 
we have that shared understanding of like, you know, as we said before, the funky house of the garage of all these different things, all these other elements from growing up, growing up up until this point. Um, yeah, man, it's varied. Yeah. It really is varied. Like, yeah. I couldn't even pinpoint. That's a really tricky question. Um, all right, labels. All right, bad bitch. Um, <laughs> hijabi princess of London. I'm joking. Um, so I would say that I consider myself a black Muslim woman. Um, I don't think I'm British. I have had this spiel on Twitter. I don't feel like... Like the black British people are, I try to connect and I just don't feel a part of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. these guys don't make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> when they like mention songs and I'm like... <laughs> um, yeah, like I just feel like I'm, I'm a black Muslim woman. I mean, yeah. it's all about, for me, it's, like, it's all about figuring out what, what to go back and to like, learn. Do you see what I mean? Like, when, when obviously, when um, I was just like hearing Afrobeats, at one point I wasn't into it at all. And then I was just thought, you know what, let me actually go and listen and listen to these songs. You know what I mean? And then actually try to just like appreciate things. Um, Did we not do a whole like re-education, miseducation of Ray last two summers ago when I tried to you gave me all like movies of like all these black films that I should watch, and I liked them. <laughs> but I get, you I get, could, it's like if you're not, zone. no, it's not even yeah. comfort zone. Like I'm comfortable with it. It's just I haven't lived through it. When you guys well, were outside chicken shops, I was at home. <laughs> Honestly, like when you guys were listening to like Grime, I was listening to Nasheed's and BBC News. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I get. I, Great, Derek. What yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, well, how do you identify? For, for me, I think I I don't I, I can't do the black bridge thing in it. Like I've said this, I can't really do it. Um, there's there's a really good essay in a book that you gave me. I've still got the book. I need to give it back to you. Um, where the um, there the it's basically like loads of essays by black uh, by about black British literature and Did I give the, you that? yeah the woman she's talking about Zadie Smith's white teeth and she's yeah. talking about how. That is basically just like loads of different cultures coming in and there's like this London yeah. sort of identity. And I think if I could identify with something, it would just be kind of like a, a Ghanaian Londoner. Because when I, when I come across other Ghanaians in London, they, we never come and do, oh, we're British. We really come and do, we're Ghanaians who live in London. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's the identity because I couldn't go outside You've of- really thought this through one, didn't you? Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't go outside of London and have that same vim with a Ghanaian who's yeah. living in like Scotland or something, because it wouldn't be the same. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. No. So I think that would be it. Just kind of like a- I Ghanaian feel like resort. it's weird because my mom's from the Midlands mm. and we've got family most across most of the country. So, if you're Jamaican in London, you're Jamaican in Manchester. Oh, Jamaican. Yeah, it's different. You know, yeah, you're Jamaican different. In, yeah. in Leeds, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, okay. Uh, are we going to do one more question? One more question. Oh, wait, okay. Hello. Uh, what's going on? Hey. <laughs> um, I was just thinking about um, Black Panther, mm. and obviously. Um, Wakanda yeah. forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Wakanda. Hey! <laughs> 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 but I was thinking that there was, it felt like there was a real unifying moment across all of the kind of different black cultures 
um, mm. and over in the States and over here as well. And I suppose my, sorry, I've kind of been trying to listen intently to what you're saying mm. and formulate this question at the same time, but I think my thing is, it was one of the first times that I felt like all of us kind of stood together mm. and felt proud and felt safe in a way. Um, and I guess my, my question is, you know, what kind of, what kind of effect do you think that that, what kind of lasting effect that you think that will have or hope that will have and how can we as a communi community foster that kind mm -hmm. of same togetherness, do you know yeah. what I mean, as we go on? Because there's always these little divides between West African, Jamaican, you know, Caribbean, African, all these different divisions when actually we're divided enough and we're isolated enough and mm. yeah, I just feel that we need to focus on more things yeah. that unite us. I think, um, I mean, I, I really have to come and do contrarian right now because. All right, except should I, should I? Because, <laughs> no, no, because, because I, I, I personally like, I think Black Panther's an amazing movie, it's great and whatnot. Oh, but, there we go. But, but I, I really feel like we, we've, we've hyped it to the point that it shouldn't have been at because it's, it's literally. Look, it's literally a Disney blockbuster, yeah? We've really put it on a pedestal like it's some sort of, you know... I don't it's think I, social, I, Like it's some sort of social critique or something like that. So the, the, the amount of essays and things that are coming and all of these threads that are coming on, on Black Panther, yeah, I really feel like it's disproportionate to what the, what the actual movie represents. It's good representation, it's amazing. People come and say, oh, it's really representing Africa, as if to say, Nollywood's not out yet. It, it's, a, it's annoying, bro. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's, it's like a blockbuster that's on the big screen, but I'm telling you, yeah, anything, like, it's, it's the reason why I say it's not a black movie is because it's not a black production. The director's black, but it's from Disney. This is a white production, but it's not a no, black production. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, yeah. but I went to, I went to the talk at the BFI. Yeah. Um, did, were you in the talk with the, with the producer? The yeah, director. Was, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And remember, he was talking about from set designers mm -hmm. to DPs yeah, yeah. to runners, almost everyone involved was they just wanted were to people make it of authentic, color. Though, and I think. I mean, which is fair enough. But I mean, how many publishing houses have got you know rich white people at the top of it? We're talking yeah. about all of these books and stuff like that. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. that there's a certain extent we're in England, so it's not surprise or in America, it's not surprising yeah. that. A lot of the people who are running these legacy companies are going to be. Yeah, but that's not surprising at but, all. But what? But I think you know. At the end of the day, the movie is just a movie, yeah. and it is very much a cook. Like when you start to break it down, you look at the other Marvel. Sorry, you look at the other um, Marvel movies, mm. beat by beat. It's not that different. Yeah, and I don't think that the hype is about the movie in and of itself. I think it's about how what can come next. Not just what can come next, but how. Um, people of colour were allowed to, I mean when was the last time you saw a movie of that scale with such a uh, black cast mm. do you know what I'm saying mm. it reminds me of like right. when Eddie Murphy did um, oh, what's that film that's not just coming to America Night but there was professor. one before that no 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 listen no yes Listen, Eddie Murphy. So get no, Eddie. No, not Harlan Light. He did a movie. He did yeah. a movie. Listen, he did a movie yeah. where he was um, a. I think it was in advertising. Trading not trading place. Who said trading? Boomerang. Huh? Boomerang. Oh, boomerang. Oh, that's what. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The reason why that yeah, yeah, film yeah, yeah. was so significant. Yeah. 
was because almost the entire cast yeah. were black people yeah. and the budget that they had for that movie mm. like it was it was insane yeah and what it did was it it for a lot of black people who felt displaced or they felt marginalized they felt like you know what i mean the, the experience that we have they were able to look up for you know and to see representation not just the the typical like oh this person's struggling this that and whatever but they saw a bad man doing big things mm -hmm. running around do you know what i mean it wasn't yeah. there was no there was no scene where he was talked down to by yeah. someone or whatever so and i think in the same way what black patfin has done i mean look at the women in that film. all right yeah king t'challa cool i stand but that film for me, every time when I thought about the film, all of the scenes that were really memorable, it was the women. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They completely smashed it. Yeah. There was more, um, more speaking, more women speaking in that film alone than if you put all of the other Marvels together. You added up all of the female roles talking mm. of all of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Come on. Do you know what I'm saying? So there are a lot of different reasons why that film is having such a big, it's saying a lot, it's doing a lot. Mm. It's not about the, like it's not I about the story think, really. I do think that for the, for what's to happen next and what's to go forward, what, what I think it did was that it did kind of open the doors, especially with like that and Get Out. I think it did kind of open the doors to actually have people look to that and say, rah, we can do that. And I think we've come to this point where I just want to see some, some Brits get to that point. I mean, it was so good having Daniel Kaluuya there. But I do feel like opening, and Letitia Wright and all these different things. Sorry, guys. Um, but I'm talking about. We're, we're, we're talking, always forgetting the women. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the Oscar. I'm in, my, in my mind, I had the Oscars, so that's why. Mm -hmm. um, but seeing those, seeing those guys get to those kind of like places, and that's kind of what it's set. It's kind of set in the trend to say, you know, we can do a film like this. Let's move on. And the only thing is, we just can't stand still, because I feel like or if we did kind of mention it before. Like there was a there was a period back in the '90s where there were like loads Those of these films, like black films, and then yeah. there was a gap. Yeah. And then now it's kind of like, all right, so here it is again. I just don't want there to be another gap. I don't think it will be, partly because, um, commercially speaking, um, these people are not going to respond to nothing but money. Right? Um, hell, I won't either. Um, and um, I feel like the most important thing is to ensure, like, if we do want to carry that vim and that fire forward, is to buy tickets, is to buy books, is to... Make noise. If, exactly. And if, like you're about it, you will consume the content that will push the culture forward. And if you're not, and if you just want to rant and write a nice little thread on the TL, that's what you can do. But at the end of the day, you need to put people in those places that will do a good job at representing you, one, and then you also need to consume it financially. So if you're just going to do a retweet and then watch the film on Putlocker, or like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or get a friend of yours to, you know, get a PDF online, that's not how it goes, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. if you're about it, consume yeah, they're it. Not. They're not exactly. retweet, they're not, there's favourite. Consume it. Literally, those are the two things, like, go out and seek opportunities within the industries that you want to see change in, mm. and then consume the change. There's nothing wrong with public support, like, supporting publicly. I mean, there's people that, there are loads of people that privately support, and that's great. Like, but I in, in order, in order to get 
the, the traction that it needs, you need to have the public yeah. support. Yeah. I just, I, I think you're absolutely right, but with, with Black Panther, I oh. think... <laughs> I, I think that, look, at the end of the day, no one can say that one of the reasons why Black Panther has been as successful as it is, is not because, one, it's the penultimate movie to Infinity War. One, it's a Marvel movie. Two, John. Don't be ridiculous. Do you know why? Because if, so many people wait, watch that film that, that don't yeah, know about Marvel. You, you do, you do realise that in America, the, the big, the, in America, the biggest consumers of, of movies in the cinema are the black demographic. So at the end of the day, it's, yes, they, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Charlie, I'll, I'll send you the link to the, the Telegram. <laughs> they are. Charlie, oh my God. But it ends. But, okay. I, but what, 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 what I'm trying to say is that I, I, if, if Black Panther was a standalone movie from a black production company with the, probably the it same cast. No, Studios. if they had the same marketing. No. <laughs> no, I'm saying. You're saying, when you say black cast, do you mean same amount, same budget as the white production? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. I'm same just, budget. I'm saying same people. Same budget. So what? Same uh, same. Black people cannot but, produce. That level of excellence. Is this what you're coming to do? Yes, I am. I am. I really am. That's not what I'm saying at all. And you know that's not what I'm saying. I'm just literally saying if Black Panther wasn't part, it's it's the it's the it's the movie that leads up to Infinity no, no, War. No, no, if it no, wasn't no. that movie, nobody, not a lot of people I, know about I, it. I, 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 I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. My parents, my parents went to watch the film. Alright, they, they had nothing to know about Marvel. But they, right, knew, they knew they were my, like my parents knew there were two post credits. My parents knew there were two post credits. And then uh, even when it came, my parents knew there were two post credits. Yeah. And like I was like, oh there's two post credits. Mm-hmm. And my mom sat down and watched it all the way to the end. Even and she didn't I understand the last bit. Yeah. Just because she doesn't know about the Marvel cinematic. Never do you. But Alex, I mean, but I know some of it. Yeah, but I, 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 know, yeah. I, know, I know. I know why that. I know why that's important. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. But I, but I sat. I sat down with. But my did mom. you? Were you excited before because it was, was about exci- Marvel? I was, I was excited because it was a black film. Alex, you you just proved my point. The fact that you said that they should sit down and wait till the no, credits finish I said means that. that you are influenced by the Marvel cinematic no, universe. No, I in the first am. Place. <laughs> they went to watch it because they they thought black. So they, but they black still guys. went to watch it. That's the uh, point. Right, I proved nothing. Okay. I went to showings where they didn't even know there was like bloody post credits, and then people were like, "Thank you for watching the film." And I was like, "Wait, hold on." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh wow, I really shouldn't have said that. Cool. Um, <laughs> okay, guys. Well, we've got to wrap it up now. Oh, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks a lot for thank coming. You guys um, for being great. Social media. Oh yeah. Thank you. Find us. Um, you know where we are. Yeah. Make sure you retweet and. Uh, and we need we, we need we need some and, uh, reviews, check. please review us on iTunes oh, because you know reviews. um. <laughs> well, so wait, wait, cool, just quickly just wrap this up. Ray's upset because there's been uh, I think. Oh two, my God! Here we go. There've been two. There've Someone been... called him Beyonce. Now he's losing his shit. <laughs> yeah. There's been. Is that wait, Derek is the Beyonce. Shut up, I don't Derek. Know if, you, is... if you guys follow the Twitter account, there's been basically two or three of you. You weren't even Michelle. Be... You're like. Oh, Derek. Toilet. Derek is the Beyonce of the group. Yeah. Are we done? Are we finished? Beyonce. Um, I'm ready. Beyonce doesn't just drop songs that she doesn't know about. You know, hasn't read. I never talk about books I haven't read. You're lying. I always do. But we will fight about this on recording tomorrow. All right, cool. All right guys, thank Thanks, you. Guys, thank you, guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.